Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We are sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Why even friendship? Why? Why should you? Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Okay, so we are recording in different microphones than usual, and I'm finding that I can't look directly into Jen's eyes, so I'm adjusting my mic stand. Is this better? It is. Now? Okay, great. And I got a clear view. (laughs) Do you remember when we sat on opposite sides of the office but facing each other? That was a disaster. So every now and again, I would slack Jen a joke, and I could just hear her giggling on the other side of the building. (laughs) Or, like, Jen would send me, like, a picture of a cute person, and then I'd be like, look up at my face. And (laughs) and so she could see my reaction. Oh, it was like being, um, you know, when you uh, have a class with your best friend, and, like... (laughs) And you're like, you look forward to it more than any other class because it's like, you know, you're just going to fuck around. Right. Yeah. I had AP, AP US history with my, my best friend, Lynn, and I've never laughed harder in my life than I was sitting next to her during <laughs> lectures just because it was like, you know, you're not supposed to be giggling and talking at all. So she would say anything to me or look at me weird and it would just like undo me. <laughs> We'd be in the middle of talking about like re- the reconstruction era and I'd be like, she just said the word duty. <laughs> it's like if if you sit next to each other, it's too much. Oh, it was it was overwhelmingly too much. But you have to be in the same room and just far enough away from each other that the weird can cross-pollinate, yep. but still, but not distract you. Yeah. I had a friend who was at the office and asked, like, why don't you sit next to Trin? And I was like, are you kidding me? That would be bad. I, we would, there would be no work, I ever. Mean, the, well, we, the only reason we didn't sit next to each other is because you had other employees and then so did I. So it was just like, I could sit by my friend or I could sit by the people who actually I need to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good mm. point. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I hate being responsible. We should sit next to each other. Jen, uh, tell me something about yourself. I would love to. Please. So um, I thought I would share some things lately that have been delighting me. I would love to hear them. So delight number one of my life right now, yes. other than you. Uh, my upstairs neighbors, uh, We I live in a duplex, and upstairs they just got a puppy. No! He's 10 weeks old. He's so cute. He's so wiggly. He's a little, <sighs> he's a little wild child. Love him so much. And, you know, puppies are great. They're delightful on their own. But this particular anecdote makes me laugh every time I think about it, which is they are potty training him, and we have a shared yard, so he's outside all the time. And they told me that they're trying to do this method of training, a potty training where they're trying to train him to hit a bell with his nose every time he needs to go out. Isn't that genius? Yeah, no, my dog used to. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. actually. So here's the thing. I don't know if it was that she bumped the the bell on purpose or did we just put the bell in the in area the way? where yeah. she would, you know? But it worked. Yeah, it yeah. worked. Um, but he uh, he hasn't quite gotten the hang of it yet because you know he's a dumb baby. So instead, he like pees in the house and then rings the bell. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that made you laugh too because it makes me. It just delights me that he's like, I peed. I ding, peed. Ding. Tree for me. Yeah, especially like the middle of the night. <laughs> oh my god, I, I peed love that. in the house. Is that what you wanted? What does puppy look like? Describe puppy. He. My mom said he looks like a skunk. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, to be fair, every picture I've sent, he's blurry because he's always running around. Um, yeah, Mavi is like kind. She's she's fine with his existence for now he just follows her around like this black and uh black and white streak mm. 
Um, he's a he's like a shepherd, uh, Australian shepherd collie. I don't know. One of those really energetic smart dogs. Oh, wow. That's going to be hard to have in the city. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Good thing we have like a we have a very small yard, but we have um what we call a dog run, which is just a long sidewalk alongside the house that's fenced in for pooping, for pooping and for for chasing tennis balls. What else is on Jen's list of delights? Oh, okay. Um, last night, we won our playoff softball game. Oh, my God. <gasps> what? Did you kick that guy's ass who made fun of the snails? He was, uh, yes, Did but unrelated. Did you kill him? <laughs> yes, but unrelated to last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, my lawyers have advised me not to bring that up on the air. Fair but enough. we did beat uh, the Chicago Tribune team last night, which... You know, Idiots. in 2019, <laughs> defeating journalists feels a little bit on the nose. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. You guys already have it hard enough. And right. Losing softball to the team called the Snails. But we won, <laughs> and uh, it was delightful because we, we don't win very often. Yeah. But we crushed them. We did great. Um, we didn't crush them. It was, it was a real nail-biter. Nail a snail-biter. Uh, snail-biter. <laughs> I recruit, uh, you know, I got on the team with my husband, and we recruited our friend to join, our friend who is very athletic and a tall fella. And he's he's definitely, like, the best athlete on the team, maybe the best athlete in the world, or at least that There's I know. There's no way to tell. Yeah. Um, and he does things like hit many home runs and hit grand slams and uh, steal bases. And it's, it's fun to watch. And I I get to take credit because I brought him. Yes, Trin, you have a question. What is the difference between a home run and a grand slam? Uh, a grand slam is, I believe, all the bases are loaded. Okay. So everyone scores. I and a home see. run is just the batter scores. Just that one. Person. I could be wrong. Yeah, I know. Like okay. just the one, just the one point. I'd only um, note it as a Denny's breakfast. In <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what came first. <laughs> um, and the thing that delights me about this is on the on the way home. My husband and our friend that was with us were extremely pumped and excited about this win. You can you can feel the excitement in my voice. So imagine it times a billion with these two uh, men, cis heterosexual men. All their all their uh, they were very excited. Sports, sports, and uh, they're not like gross about it. They're very calm, good dudes about sports. But they were also letting off some yeah, we fucking did it energy. <laughs> um, not in front of the other team, so I don't mind. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> in the midst of all this energy, my friend goes. Oh, I can't wait to write about this in my journal tonight. <laughs> and my heart, I think I literally went, oh, I was just like, I'm going to chug a beer about this. I'm going to do a kegstand. I'm going to write gently in my journal. Oh, it was by so candlelight. sweet. Like Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, those are two things making me feel the emotion happiness this week. Congratulations on the happiness. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. I have a few things. Snail update. Snail update! So, I have officially been rid of most of the eggs. Bacon? Uh, I froze them. Froze them. I put, I put the terrarium with all the snail eggs in it. Not all of them, but I put it in a LaCroix box, and I put it in the freezer overnight, and then I cleaned it out. And so all I did was I took out a sprig of the plant that was inside of that terrarium, and there were like a dozen baby snails on it, and yeah. I put that in a jar with some eggshells, and apparently they grow based on how much calcium they have access oh, to. Oh, interesting. So I'm just keeping them in that jar away from the adults who will eat them. Well, numb on their faces. Exactly. And I'm hoping that we will have 12 reasonably sized snails in a month and a half. Oh, we'll I see can't wait. Though they're still children, though. What's reasonably sized to you? Because I'm picturing the size of a small dog. Um, so that would be great. <laughs> However, so I, uh, I, I must say that, uh, it's, they're all like the size of my like farthest, most thumb knuckle, but yeah. I have very large thumbs. You do. I do. So, um, this is not, maybe it's like three sizes as big 
as a normal yeah, thumb. I'm looking at my knuckle right now, and that seems about right. Okay, so do that math. Um, <laughs> so half of that is reasonable. So they're supposed to be, like, they should be able to make more babies by, like, three months old. Oh, cool. So I'm assuming that they'll be, like, half large. Are <laughs> they half. S- siblings? Sort of. I don't know. Hard, there's no way to know. They're broodmates. Broodmates, yeah. You could say. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I don't know if they're from the same clutch or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, seriously, it was like, I don't know if anybody's ever, if you, um, so chia seeds, they're the really tiny, tiny seeds. And when you hydrate them, they become, they look like, a, like tiny, gen, like clear jelly beans. And that's almost exactly what the snails look like. Oh. And those seeds were all, I mean, like covering all four walls. <laughs> Whoa. Because what they do is they climb up from right. the, the right, stuff. Right. And anyway, there were too many. There aren't too many now. Next topic. So I got my, I got transition lenses. Oh, uh, are you wearing them right I'm now? I'm wearing them right now. Are those that turn into shade when, or they get, do. They get, they darken when you step in the sun? Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, it takes them a long time to transition and a long time to transition back. So, uh, <laughs> do they work? Somewhat. Are they fashionable? Not at all. <laughs> Triple threat, these glasses. <laughs> uh, but I will be wearing them uh, because I think that they're cute. They um, are cute. But, uh, they did not strike me as unfashionable at all. <laughs> well, but it is funny that they're slow on the uptake. They're so slow. Uh, so, I walked in the building and I was just like, this is not going away. So, I'm wearing a, um, like a fluffy black skirt today. So I wrapped the glasses in my black skirt to try and black them. That doesn't help. Yeah, see, like you're trying to teach them. Yeah, I'm just like, it's it's night now. Yeah, come so, on, adjust. So be, yeah, and they didn't. So they'll just take a full five minutes both ways. That's and, amazing. And I will look, you know, it, when when they're halfway there, I kind of look like one of the Beatles in like the mid-70s. Yeah, yeah, when they had the... Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe people will think I'm trying to have a look, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and not just that, like, I am somewhat impaired in my light vision. You are setting yourself up, though, for something amazing, which is, like, next time that you, like, drop, like, a really good zinger and your glasses are, like, yeah. halfway being transitioning and you're like, and that's why that happened. Boom! Sunglasses go down. That would be so cool if I could do that. Yes. Yeah, you just got to up your zinger game even more than you do now. I'm going to try, Jen. I'm really going to try. I think that's it. Should we do the question? I mean, let's see what the question is. Is it a good one? I can't remember. Oh, it, it, kind, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I say kind of because it's kind of a thinker. Yeah, like uh, we think that there's like maybe one of like five ways that this question could go. There's a lot happening. We're hoping that we'll just say something that someone likes. Yeah, I, we might be really off base on this one. I know we say that a lot, but I really mean it this time. Yeah, let's find out. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, I think I did it last week. Trin and Jen. Interesting, they flipped the names. I don't like it. It's not enough by order. <laughs> I think I have a friendship problem. The problem being that I don't have any, but I'm okay with it, question mark. The past five years, I've realized that I've become quite the homebody. This seems to link up with my relationship with my now husband, as well as moving a half hour away from my main core of friends. My life in this new town is very different than the life I had before, and I don't feel like I have much to contribute to this previous group of friends. I feel okay moving on, but at the same time, I enjoy the fact that I can go home after work every day and do nothing. I'm an introvert, and often the idea of getting together with people sounds exhausting. I don't know if I should be jumping back into the friendship pool and find a new group. I suffer from depression, so I know that having friends could help me in the area, but is it truly worth it? Am I missing out? If I am, how do I find these friends? Why don't they teach us this stuff in school? I'm in my mid-30s, have a child, and I live in a rural area. I cannot say the word rural Rural area. I live in a faraway area. Thank you. <laughs> um, so 
This could be one of many different things. But I think that the first thing that it would be prudent for us to cover about this is that I think, and probably by mistake, this question frames friendship as like this meter that can be like full or not full. And, you know, some people, it's like your gas tank. And some people got our SUVs with big gas tanks. And some people are motorbikes with like little gas tanks. And that in one respect is true. There are people who don't like need as many friends, people who like do need more friends, people, energy, all these things are different for everybody. However, I think what this question is missing is that your friends are people. And each individual relationship and friendship is is unique and is uh, it's not just something that it's not a quota. It's not a tally. I'm concerned that you've spent five years dis- distancing yourself away from your friends while you grow closer to your husband and child, which I mean, getting closer to your husband and child is great, but you are absolutely cutting yourself off. Yeah. Trin and I rarely advocate for dropping everyone in your life, yes. at least all at once. And you might be underestimating how much you have going on right now. Like, I am not surprised that making friends to you sounds like a big task. You're exhausted when you come home. You have a child. You moved far away. You have depression. Of course, that sounds like a task. But friendship is not like an assignment, or at least it shouldn't be. Also, you keep mentioning the idea of a new friend group. You don't need a new group. You might just want to socialize with one person. You know, like, I think maybe you should reconsider what what friendship looks like to you, because if it sounds exhausting, that's not good for you right now. Right. But is friendship texting, uh, live, uh, live tweeting something with your friend? Is it like watching the Emmys and texting your friends about it? That's that's socializing, you know? Right. Not all socializing needs to be done in person, uh, at a bar. Like, like none of these are, are these are not real rules. I, I guess what we're trying to say is that there's there are definitely ways that you can fit friendship into your life, but you don't want to. And it is okay to not want to, but it's not okay to not want to because you've lost your joy for for things. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, that's something else. That's a depression. Of, yeah, thing. that's depression talking. This whole question might be your depression talking. Yeah. We were concerned uh, when we read that you felt like you don't have much to contribute to the previous group of friends that you had. So th- there are many ways that this could be interpreted and I think it's going to be one of these things. When you say I I don't have much to contribute. I'm concerned that you are maybe rationalizing away keeping in touch with your friends. Is it that you do you really feel like you have nothing contrib- to contribute to somebody's life? Then that's depression and that that's not good. Yeah. Is it that you're like, eh, I have nothing to contribute to them anyway. Eh, no big deal. Then the problem is not that you don't need friends or you don't want friends. It's that you don't like these people as much as you thought you did. And now with some distance, you've realized that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a good idea for you to start talking to somebody. And then I, I just I guess I just don't want this person to be rationalizing away their social connections, the yeah. only ones that they have. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think about if I, if one of my friends that I saw fairly often in my friend group moved away, only a half hour, but still moved away, their life looked different, their schedule looked different, and then they dropped off, and I knew they had a history or, or a relationship with depression. I would be worried. Yeah. I would be like, you doing okay, bud? I would reach out with the understanding that you, hmm, this is tricky, right? Because yeah. like, I'm not sure you know what you want yet. You, you know, you, your feelings might change in six months and you might miss your friends or you might want to socialize more. That's a re- So, Jen, I think that that's another component of this. Um, friendship is not a meter that you feel. It's individual relationships. Because friendship is not just having fun when you want to. 
It's putting in the work to maintain those relationships. There is an interpretation of this question where you are an extremely fair weather friend. And I, I don't think it's crazy likely, but I think that you might want to consider. Um, it, so here are some reasons to have friends. One is just it, what if you can't talk to your husband about what's going on in your life? It's yeah, it's you. You can't have your husband be everything to you. Yeah. 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 I like, mean, they, your partner is everything to you. But like, let's be real. Like, that's not the same person you do. You play board games with because you will fight about it. I'm talking about me. Like, we don't, <laughs> we don't play board games together. Or like, you know, he's not the person I text with uh, about uh, what Lupita wore to an award show. <laughs> right. Like, you don't need friends to be your social connections. Maybe your social connections are maybe you've got many cousins around. Like, maybe it's your family. But you have to diversify the people that you talk to. Yeah, Trine, good point. Like, you don't need a best friend like a Leslie Ann situation. You don't need a specific friend group that you see for bar trivia every week. That might not be, like, what you want or need, but maybe you are very close with all of your extended family. Maybe you are involved in volunteering, and that's how you get your, your like, social fill as you volunteer every week. Like, there's a lot of ways that you can socialize that don't involve what I would consider more traditional friendships. It's hard because it's, there are so many factors at play here. Like moving far away, you know, in the past five years, but moving quote unquote far away, a half hour sounds like nothing to me in Jen. But I mean, I, I think it takes me, uh, if I miss the metro, it takes me like an hour to get here. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, and, and it's, you know, we don't have small children at home. You have a small child, which is all probably like really exhausting also. And that could be uh, taking your energy away from wanting to have friends. And it could be that you're doing the whole mommy thing where your kid and your husband are your world and that's where you're putting your limited energy. None of these things are good, but they're all reasonable. Yeah, I think it's okay to put up like a little like do not disturb sign for a little while while you try and like work on yourself, work on your depression, focus on your on your kid and your husband. I just I want you to examine what what it is you want. Like what what are you missing from from friendship right now? Is it having just another adult person to talk to other than your husband? Again, I don't have a baby at home, but I, I have friends who have had babies at home. And it can be maddening to only talk to a baby. Yeah. For yeah, all you day need long. adult. Yeah, I have a friend who's on paternity leave and he said he couldn't wait to have lunch with a grown up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, really? But yeah, of course. You said the second sentence you wrote to us was the problem being that I don't have any friends, but I'm okay with it, question mark. You put a question mark at the end of this. Yeah, sentence. people who are okay with not having friends put a period at the end of yeah, this. Or sentence. they don't write this email at all. Right. Yeah. It's like if something is off here, something pushed you over the edge to write the email. For me, well, let's talk about like what our friends mean to us and why we keep them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I just love my friends on an individual level. Like, I can't imagine my life without, like, you know, Carlin, Steven, Jen, everybody. I also feel like it is easier for me to be alive when I have a community. And uh, Carlin gives me her glass bottle so I can, like, build a wall of glass in my home. I trade my plants with Eleanor, you know, those sorts of things. My friends are part of how I see myself as a person. I surround myself with people who I think are really good, um, who usually are a little queer, at least. Um, and they enrich my life by being in it. And part of my self-care is continuing those friendships, whether it's, you know, dicking around on the private Twitter account I have for just like eight of my friends to like let them know my updates and stuff and, and knowing, you know, about them. And none of this is like I have an intimacy meter that is low. Yeah, my friends provide purpose for me when I am adrift and without me asking too much of them. My friends give me hope for the world. Like I see how hard they work and how they love and how they care for people and 
they go to rallies and they uh, teach teach public school children and they try to make the place safer for people that are part of marginalized groups. And it makes me think like this. They remind me that like the world isn't isn't all that bad. It can't be. Yeah, they exist in it. Yeah. And especially while we're going through these trying fucking times on this planet, having friends is like is really helpful and really good. So I can't convince you to have friendships and I'm not going to try. Yeah. We're not going to convince you to go out and make make new friends, find a new group of people, find your best friend, because that just might be too uh, the wrong or a tall order for you. Talking through all of this and talking through all the potential contributing factors, it is apparent to me that no matter what the situation, no matter what you do, you desperately need introspection. It feels like you have been thinking just about your home life and your kid for a long time, which, again, having a kid is like such a fucking project. And I understand why your brain has been very much in that. But I worry that you putting yourself last has caused you to lose interest in the things that make you you. And your personal friendships, yes, we talk about a methodical way of going about and making friends. And yes, we talk about like having like try to have one friend if you can sort of thing. Like we get that. We don't want to be the FDA telling you how many like uh, liters of fruit to eat a day, though. (laughs) You know, friendship is you are making your way through the world and you are loving people and allowing them to love you back. You find somebody who you feel mutually understood by. If you don't feel like you understand yourself, or if you don't feel like you have something to contribute, or if you feel like you need to keep yourself to yourself, then that's, I think that's a depression thing. Yeah, I agree. I was looking at this question again, and I rearranged a couple of the sentences to put them closer together. So they said, I'm in my mid-30s, have a child, live in a rural area. So what if, and what if the next thing you said was, is it okay that I don't have any friends? I would be like, I don't know if that's okay. Yeah. I, if I were in my mid-30s and had a kid and didn't have any friends, I, uh, that wouldn't be, that would mean I wasn't in a good place personally. And in a rural area, I feel like you're going to want some kind of connection or even friends for your kid. I mean, your kid kind of needs to be socialized. And it could be that you've had your brain in mom mode for such a long time that you want to make some mom friends. Maybe your old friends are not moms. That's okay. But that's a, that's just but that's a need that you need to name so that you can address it. Yeah, you got to make your intentions more clear to yourself, I think. Yeah. And uh depression, man, like been there and it it makes you feel like you're not worthy of friendship, but you are. You are worthy even if you don't feel like you have the energy to put the effort in. You don't need to go out and like do a million take on a million new hobbies and do things after work. Totally. Uh, but you do need I would recommend keeping yourself open to the idea of friendship. Yeah, especially because you have a niche that you can explore, which is mom friends. They're like, I don't know what the the channel is on Reddit. In fact, I don't really recommend you get on Reddit. But as an example, you can find mom Reddit. Yeah. You know, like and having that amount of social interaction, like posting and and talking and, um, and, and finding people that, you know, live inside of your phone. That is having friends, too. Yeah. You know, and it, it may be. Here's the other thing, like. I don't have the energy. I don't have something to contribute. Like, I'm one... Man, this is also depression. Yeah, yeah. That's like, it's starting to come through more and more. I'm worried that you think, you said, okay, I enjoy the fact that I can go home after work every day and do nothing. That's not the opposite of friendship. Yes. That is like, you can do that and have friends. In fact, I, I, a lot of the, most time in the winter, that's me. I have close friends I love, but I also go home in the evening and don't see them. 
But also, like, I don't think anyone goes home after work and does nothing. People go home after work and they take care of their kid or they have dinner or they watch TV all night and go to sleep. They take a bath with a bottle of wine. Like, that's not nothing. Right. These are all things and things that you can talk about. Yeah, man, that is so wise, Trin. What do you mean doing nothing? There's no way you're doing nothing. You're not doing nothing. Like, I can't even think about what nothing would be because, like, I think about the ways that I dick around, which is just, like, sit on social media and refresh or whatever. Like, I could talk to Jen about the weirdest shit I found on Tumblr today, you know? Like, um, or if I'm dicking around that, like, oh, man, I get home and, like, all I do is water my plants and go to bed. Like, I just, like, I talk to my friends about, like, the little bullshit that I do. The little bullshit that you do is still worthwhile. Yeah. When I go home and play fetch with Mavi, that is, like, a a moment in my day. You know, that to me, that's not nothing. So here are the things we know concretely. One, you're wrong. You do not do nothing. It's not possible, especially because you have a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Two, you do have something to contribute. That was wrong, too. Like, you have things to contribute. You have a life to talk about. Maybe it's not to that group of friends that you have not been really in touch with for a couple of years, but you do have something to contribute. Three, you don't need friends, but you are missing something. We don't know what it is, whether it's you need to indulge yourself on a personal level, whether it's you need to connect with um, other adults to talk about mom stuff or whatever. I don't know if what you're missing is friends, but you're missing something. Yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't like giving people advice that involves spending money, but do you need one night a week where you're not in mom mode? Yeah. Like, is that what you need? It doesn't, does, I don't know. Like something, I agree, Trin, something's missing here. And I, I hope you don't feel like lesser because of it. I hope you feel just a tiny bit of curiosity toward fixing it. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that there's something wrong or that needs fixing. It's that this person is depriving themselves of something. Yeah. You know? like Because I, people are so good at that. Oh, my God. Because they don't deserve anything. Yeah, of course not. You know? Like, my only uh, function is to, uh, is to be a mom or whatever. Again, I don't care if 23 out of your 24 hours of your day are spent taking care of your kid. You are not just a mom. And being a mom is a great thing, but it's one of the many things that you are. I really like that you laid it out. The thing you're missing may not be friends, but it's something. Yeah. It's something. And we think it's bullshit that you think you're nothing contribute. Not true. Not but true. also I've been there and felt that way. At yeah. least I think so. The, the idea of contributing something is very interesting. I've been in conversations or meetings where I'm like, I have nothing to contribute to this. I'm just going to go elsewhere in my mind. <laughs> but so like I've been there too. And I've also been to meetings where I'm like, I have nothing to contribute, but this is interesting. And I'll like, yes. you know, just kind of like pay attention it's or whatever. It's actually nice when that happens. Yeah. yeah. I, I was in a uh, work meeting the other day with people that were older and more experienced than me in the in like media. And all I did was listen. And I wrote down all the names that I mentioned to Google later. And I was like, it's so nice not to be in charge of anything yeah. in a meeting. I don't have to run a meeting. I could be in the audience. I also I have nothing to contribute. But do you have questions to contribute? Maybe you could ask people about themselves. If you truly feel like you do nothing and nothing that you do matters, then ask somebody about what they're doing. Yeah. The thing you can contribute might be your curiosity. It might be, how have we not mentioned therapy yet? Well, I think... Because it's baked into everything we do. And also (laughs) just because, like, the asker said depression, which to me feels like maybe they got a diagnosis. Yeah, like they're working on it. And they're in the mid-30s, so it might not be anything that's new to them. Right. Uh, If you're not in therapy, this would be a great time to try it. I've seen therapists who will take moms with, like, their little kid because your kid is like, what, they're just going to color... You know? Yeah, you can bring your child. Yeah, um, uh, I and you live in a rural area, so you might not have the access or the resources. But you know, um, if you have depression, you should get therapy. You don't have to wait until you're like really on the like, freaking cliff. Yeah, you know, some therapists will hold uh, sessions over the phone. Yeah, yeah, 
I also understand being an introvert. Man, so the asker describes friendship as I have nothing to contribute and it's exhausting and I'm introvert. And I think you're just fucking tired because of your kid, man. Yeah. I don't sleep very well uh, that often. Like I never, I don't think I've, I don't know, know the last time I slept through the night without waking up a couple of times, which is why I go to bed early because I need a lot of time to get a little sleep. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're like that too. But um, when I have a really, really poor night's sleep, man, does it affect, it, it really inflames the, the old depression brain. Mm-hmm. It brings up some, it puts me right back in the middle of the, the, th- the fog of it. So this might be your exhaustion talking, which doesn't mean it's irrelevant or wrong, but it might be pulling you down. Maybe the steps of the order of operations is this. One, do some introspection, which will require you to take better care of yourself, which is hard with a baby. But you do have another full grown adult who lives in that home with you um, and you need help. If you are depressed, the first thing a doctor will tell you is check your sleep, check what you're eating. Uh, Are you like going outside in the sun and getting enough vitamin D? That's a big deal. Like do all of those little shitty checks because you're depressed and you're not just saying, oh, I'm depressed and this sucks. I should take care of myself. You're saying I'm depressed and also I don't want friends and also like I have nothing to say. Yeah, we don't want that. Like like your depression's already blowing up is what we're saying. Yeah, Yeah, it might be further along than, than you think. Yeah. After you do that and see how you feel, are you feeling a little better? Do you at least have some energy to do something to take care of yourself? Maybe take that energy and go on the internet and see if you could talk to another mom friend. Or maybe take that energy and text one of your old friends. Focus on one thing. One mom friend on Reddit. One, one Reddit channel. One old friend that you used to like from b- b- way back when. One, do one. One walk by yourself. Yes. One bubble bath after the kid goes to bed. Uh, small steps. Okay, we're not telling you like go do all these things. Go to the gym. Take a yoga class. Do do this. I wake up early every morning and, t- and jazzercise. And definitely, and do all those things for weeks at a time. Yeah. Like and I, you, and you're gonna say to yourself, oh, I'm backsliding. I only got two hours of sleep. Oh, I'm backsliding. I ate two packages of Oreos today. You're not fucking backsliding. You're living your life, yeah. and your life looks different from day to day. So you will not be strong and energetic every day. Like, but I think it is time to try. And if you can't, then therapy is a very good move. Yeah. Even if you can't get to therapy right away or if it's not something you currently have the money or energy for, I do want you to start thinking about how you're talking to yourself, practicing more positive self-talk. I know it's so hokey. I know. I know. But you do got to like examine what's going on in your head. Because the problem is not that you don't have or don't want friends. The problem is that you are unhappy. Like, and if you are like, this is totally wrong, I'm actually perfectly happy right now. And when I say I do nothing all night, what I mean is I... I, I do arts and crafts. Yeah. Then, then fine. But from the question you're giving us, I don't know what the pro- I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, but you did use the word depression. And you have one, and you need to figure out what it really is. Because not having friends is not a problem for everyone. It is a problem for you. We're thinking of you. We're wishing yeah. you good luck. This isn't one of those things where it's like, just go communicate. Oh, yeah. Say what you feel. Because you might not really know what you're feeling. And it's so unfair that you have to deal with this. On top of your whole your whole deal. Yeah. Like, we, we have absolute sympathy for you. You're not doing anything wrong. And it's not that you, like, have no feelings or something like that if you don't have friends. It's just, like, I think that, that you are downplaying how much your lack of energy, which is usually caused by depression, is impacting how you take care of yourself and how you like express yourself. I would love to get an update from you in a couple months that's like, hey, I, uh, I started taking some more time for myself just a couple hours a week. 
And you were right, Jen and Trin. You did. You were totally right. Thank you. But no, but I would like an update that's like a, a couple months from now if you are feeling better. And I really hope I hope you are. Yeah, yeah. But if it's two days later and you're and you're thinking like you want to send us an email like you idiots being a mom is really hard and I'll never talk to my friends again. Um, I don't know. Wait for that kid to grow up because that kid's going to preschool one day. Yeah, that's not going to be the kid isn't going to stay the same age. And you can send us that email if you want. I can take it. OK, yeah, you can send it to Jen. I have nerves of steel. Ice, ice water in my veins. You Trin, can, don't open. Yeah. Is the subject. Yeah, line. yeah. Trin, don't open. Jen, this one's for you. <laughs> Do not interact. Um, if you could just not use all caps as you yell. I just find it hard to read. That's understandable. And a reasonable standard to set. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. You can follow us on the Twitter at DoFriendship, and you can send us a question uh, at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Or an angry email. Or an angry email or a title for our book. Just like, you know. Got a couple in the inbox. Really? Yeah. How are they? Uh, some good, some bad. That's how it goes. But here's the thing. Uh, a bad title is better than no title. We do have zero title. <laughs> Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our song. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. All right, it's, it's a go. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice Italian accent. <laughs> it's a go. It's a fun podcast.